All right. Yeah, so. Okay, so this is from Ramana Maharshi from a book called Talks with Ramana Maharshi, page 388. It's like the second paragraph, or the first paragraph. Okay. If realization was something outside you, a way could be shown consistent with the safety of the, of the individual, his capacity, like his predilections, right? Like uh, bhakti, devotional yoga, karma yoga, you know, raja yoga, all these things are attempting to see like what saddle would fit what horse, so to speak. If realization was outside of you, then you could get something that would suit your temperament and that would lead to realization. If realization was outside of you. Then questions such as, is it realizable? And if so, in what time would also arise? So now you would think, is it, is it realizable? Not, not that it's realizable, is it realizable to me? And how long is it freaking going to take? Yeah? <laughs> then questions would such as, it is, is it realizable? And if so, in what time would also arise? But here... Realization is of the big S self. Yeah? Ramana talks about the S self is everything. So if you follow everything back, it goes to the source, and the source is self, big S self, like awareness, whatever, however you want to frame it. Yeah? So he's saying, but here, realization is of the self, now, here. So self, right? Is, is the realization is of that. It's just like that thing in England where, you know, Thomas of, uh, of Kent. So Thomas comes from Kent, yeah? So realization is of self. It's not a realization about self, it's from self. Yeah? It's not about self, it's from it. It's of that, yeah? So, you cannot remain without the self. The self is always realized. So if it's always realized, would there ever be a realization of it? Obviously not, because it's always realized. It would have to not be always realized to have a realization of it. The self is always realized, but you don't recognize the fact. Yeah. The realization is now obscured by the present world idea. And what is the world based on? You. Yeah. Without you, there ain't no world. And then without a world, there ain't no you, the self, the small self, yes? The world is now seen outside you, and the idea associated with it obscures your real nature. All that is needed is to overcome this ignorance, and the self stands revealed. All that is needed is to overcome this ignorance and the self stands revealed. No special effort is necessary to realize the self. All efforts are for eliminating the present obscuration of the truth. Yeah. So to me, the present obscuration of the truth is being identified as the one who wants to know the truth or the one who thinks it doesn't know the truth. To me, that's the biggest obscuring factor, is identification as self. When that ignorance is dispelled and you see what you're not, that will be the sense of seeing from what you are. Yeah? By seeing what you're not, you'll get a hit of what you are. You can't be looking for what you're not because you're it. 
So it's basically seeing what you're not will give you the hit of what you are. It's like a bunk, a bumper shot in the pool. You can't get the ball directly, so you're bing, bing. Yeah? <laughs> bing, bing. If you try to go this way, it doesn't work. Yeah? If, you try to, if you try to know the truth, it doesn't work because you are the truth. So any, the truth ever trying to know itself would obscure the fact that it is the truth. Yeah? So like the Buddha wanting to know the Buddha would be an obscuring that it's the Buddha. See, it, when the Buddha was busy trying to know the Buddha, that would obscure the Buddha from the Buddha, so to speak. Yeah? You see, the only thing could obscure you from the truth is the truth. Nothing else could. Yeah? So you're it. <laughs> it's, for something that's false to seem real, it has to appear real to what's real. How, how else it, would it seem real? Yeah? Like we say, a very simple acronym in one of the many acronyms about fear and recovery, which is false evidence appearing real. It's a beautiful thing. So most what's happening in the head is what's not happening. And what's not happening is false evidence appearing real. Yeah? yeah. Now, false evidence cannot be real because it's false already. That's its nature. So it can't be real. It's false. But it can appear to be real. To what? What is false? What? What does, how, what does the false evidence in one's head about yesterday, tomorrow, who the hell is it appearing to be true to? Us, yes? And if we believe it, it seems to be so. Nothing else can pull that off. <laughs> We're the reality, lending, us, lending reality to things by being identified as a thing. That's the obscuration. That's the veil, so to speak. The veil is us. There isn't a veil that's keeping me from that. The veil is us. <laughs> so you call a spade a spade, and then the game's called off. So the world is now seen outside you. Yes, and the idea associated with it obscures your own nature. Watch I what idea associated. With it. So, the idea of being a someone is associated with an outside world. That's the idea. One of them, at least. The world is now seen outside you, and the idea associated with it obscures your real nature. All that is needed is to overcome this ignorance, is to overcome this ignorance, and the self stands revealed. No special effort is necessary to realize the truth. All efforts are for eliminating the present obscuration of the truth. A lady is, all right, so here we go, this is the story. A lady is wearing a necklace around her neck, where most necklaces are, right? That's the name, necklace, so it's around the neck. She forgets it, imagines it to be lost, and impulsively looks for it here, there, and everywhere. Not finding it, she asks her friends if they have found it anywhere. Until one kind friend points to her neck, and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. The, yeah, the seeker does so and feels happy the necklace is found. Again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her if her lost necklace was found. She says yes to them, as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness, this is, the, this is very, very cool to hear this. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck 
is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it. And yet, she was once miserable and now she is happy. That's playing God. Right there. The playing God is, you forget that the necklace is around your neck so that you can have the story that you found it. And that the belief is so strong, when you think it's lost, it's not lost, but when you think it's lost, it's the cause of all your misery, and therefore it's a causeless cause because it's not lost. So what's actually causing the misery is your entertaining that it's lost. It's never been lost, never needs to be found. It's your entertaining it that produces the misery. And the double whammo is, you'll feel incredible happiness when you quote-unquote find it. But it was never found because it was never lost. That's the dreaming. We're dreaming something into a seeming reality... And then we're relieved when we get relief from it, but there was no, there's no need to get relief from it because it's not so. The relief is prior to the, the losing and the finding. So it goes on. It's nice. So again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her, da da da. Yes. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it. And yet she was once miserable and now she is happy. That's the most important statement. Because then you really see the power of what's going on here. Reality is dreaming that it's lost its nature by being identified as another nature. And it double whammies because now you'll start looking for your own nature as something other than the false nature you're taking yourself to be. Good luck in finding what has not been lost. But you will feel like, wow, I got it. And then suddenly it's so much better now than when I, like, when I got it than when I didn't get it. But there's no getting it, it isn't. So now, what should one do to overcome... Oh, here. The realization now is good. When the veil is removed, the person feels happy at rediscovering the ever-realized self. The ever-present realization appears to be a new realization. It appears to be a new realization. To what? To whom? Now, what should one do to overcome the present ignorance? Be eager to have the true knowledge. As this eagerness, eagerness grows, the, word, the wrong knowledge diminishes in strength until it finally disappears. When you're not that which is being thought about, when you are not this idea of being the action figure, what's going to happen is you're going to lose interest in it. That's how it diminishes. You don't chop it down because there's nothing to chop down. There's a loss of interest in it, and that loss of interest isn't a loss of interest. It's just in it. The interest now goes somewhere else, yeah, or tends to be occupied by something else that may not be a thing. It may be its own sort of nature. So now the, the, the interest and attention free from this dead preoccupation is now enriching your day. It's the same energy. It's just how it's directed. Yeah. So, when you see 
the story of that which is, that's always been so suddenly seems to be so to you, you can get an incredible picture of what your role is here. You're dreaming. You're dreaming something that could never be lost is lost with the hopes that there'll be the experience of finding it because it's so much better to have an experience of finding something that was lost than to always there, be there, always available at all times because that's not a shiny object to the mental state. It has, it's not written as the main player in the story. See, it, well, as long as God is out there, being a knower of God is incredibly reflective of you as this great self. But if it's always available at all times, where's the, where's the fun in that? <laughs> How can you pin a special medal on yourself to thinking you've risen above all else and when you finally found the Holy Grail? The Holy Grail had to be made up by you to make it seem so interesting. So, the, and the feeling will be when I'm not there, I'm bummed out, and then when I'm in there, I'm happy. Just like people all day. If you believe that you've done yourself into an access with a power greater than yourself, you will also believe you can outdone yourself out of it. You know what I mean? If you believe you did yourself into access, you totally believe you can do something to put yourself out of access. And I bet you what will be more more uh, frequent will be the idea that you've done something to be out of the access. <laughs> what is that but playing God? Which AA says, hey, the first thing in this whole game of life is to stop playing God. And how can you stop playing God by realizing you're not that which is playing God? When God realizes it's not that which is playing God, God, the God juice isn't freely given over to that which is playing God. Yeah? What you seem to think was so real will be seen not to be real. As soon as the shift occurs, as soon as the juice of God isn't constantly being given over to that which is playing God, which is being identified as this freaking body and taking your cues from your mental state, when that's seen, the God juice will not be readily available to that. And that which seems so real will not seem real. That was which was the worst thing that ever happened to you maybe ought to be seen as the best thing that happened to you. The whole freaking story gets turned on its head because you, what you truly are, has gone a different way. Your reality. How can you not be? What else could make shit out of nothing? What else could make an imaginary future have a huge effect on this moment? Other than reality. What else could do it? Next week, if next week could affect you, it would affect all of us. But some people are not affected at all by next week. Other people are totally, totally traumatized by next week. So you have to see, it's not next week. Because if it was next week, everyone would get, get hit by the same freaking thing. But it's the one who's believing in next week. And that one who's believing in next week can be seen through. When there's no believing in next week, lo and behold, the influence of next week becomes very minimal. And you're rooted here, not by any effort or thought on your part, but by just realizing what's not happening is not happening, especially if you're not engaged in it. If you're engaged in it, it seems like it's happening. 
You don't see your role? Someday you have to pin the tail on the donkey. We can't just keep walking around thinking we're getting oppressed. or We're dreaming. How could something seem so real and not real? Only by, only through reality. If reality believes something, as Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. That's a pretty fucking powerful statement. And this is even trickier because it's not even as you believe, it's what you're taking yourself to be that believes or doesn't believe. That's, that's really the root of the identity. That's really the root of the dilemma. It's, not, it's believing not believing is, a, is like an auxiliary piece. It's being the one who believes and the one who doesn't believe. If that drops out because it's not there, it's only assumed, it's only pointed at, it's only inferred, it's only presupposed, but it's not there, so therefore there's nothing that needs to be vanquished, you just stop. You see it. You see it as what you're not. Just like if I have interest in someone talking in the other room, as soon as I realize they're talking about someone else, not me, I lose interest in that conversation. I don't have to send in Navy, Navy SEAL 16 to retrieve my attention. It's not my attention. It just immediately splits because it's not about me. That's the point. Apply that. Let that be applied to what you call me. You don't have to apply it. Entertain the message, and the message, the message will do the rest. The message will erode the fucking paper mache structure of what you think is a solid world and a solid you and a solid time, and you'll just see giant, huge holes in it. Yeah, and all the time you'll recognize your role in here, which is paramount. You're the dreaming. And then maybe you'll have acceptance for just the way it is, which is impossible for a sense of self to have. You'll be able to accept it. You get it. It doesn't even change everything. You come to acceptance with it. I'm going to get to the business of changing the dream. Maybe, but for most of the time, it's just like, ah, what the hell? You're free of it every night when you go to sleep, and you're going to be free of it that one night or day you go to sleep and when you don't wake up. I mean, really? How much concern, really, can you cook up in 90 years? <laughs> I mean, basically, if you live 90 years. I mean, really. Um, how can you get so much concern when you know it's all going to end? I mean, would you buy, would you, like, take out a 50-year subscription to something if you were 90 years old? Probably not. You say, fuck it, I'm not going to be around here until 140. You know what I mean? When you hit a certain age, are you going to fall for what's not happening? There's not much left of what's not happening. You're coming to an end soon. You've reached, you've reached the, you've reached the, the twilight zone of what's not happening. It's going to be truly nothing happening. <laughs> There's not much you can fill up anymore. You come right, right up to it. <laughs> Might as well just yes. Not even do it now. Just see it as now. Yeah. If you see what's going on, you're excluded. You are as the action figure. The action figure is like a pawn being moved 
with a magnet on the bottom of the chessboard. <laughs> something, you know, you're thinking you're going to checkmate something, or it's all a story. It's like that story in like Disney World where the people get, they should know when they get on the boat because there's like eight steering wheels on it, but no one's, and you assume you're going through the jungle and you make a left and you stay away through that, and everyone's thinking, oh, I'm doing so great. Or if they run into the crocodile and the horn goes off, oh, I really fucked up. But there's a giant bar that someone's running from a computer center, and you know what I mean? But our story is, I'm the captain. I'm really sure. I've mastered this ride. You know what I mean? It's all made up. How can you have it apply to that little example and not apply it to this? Why would you want to have, why would you want to shrink the principles that are, that are revealed? If you can get on a ride like that and knowing that you have no control but acting completely in control, let it expand. It probably fits day, this day pretty well. <laughs> but this, we don't think we can get off of this ride because we don't see it as a ride. We don't see this as dreaming because we think we know what dreaming is. It happens at night. And then I wake up, and then the real world starts. Why do you think that's... You think the dream is like one ring? That's the only ring of dreaming? There's dreaming, 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 dreaming. Wherever you show up, there's a ring of dreaming. <laughs> and each ring will go, well, that, I know what dreaming is. That was what I... No, no. You're... There's the awake dream, there's the sleep dream, the dreaming, 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 dreaming. There is no dream, because that would be a thing, and there is no thing. There's only dreaming of things. And no thing is dreaming. There's dreaming of things. No thing has any possibility of dreaming. As Hawaiian Post says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. You could say, whatever is dreaming cannot be, dream, you know, the dreamt. Yes? Obviously. So this lady, ser serious as hell. This is such a beautiful reading because we've, done, we've gone through this. We've gone through this searching for the necklace. In all our little ways, all our little trips, we're searching for the necklace. And we experience, and our experience verified that it was lost because when we thought we found it, I felt great. So the, the, the experience verifies that I lost it because how would I feel great when I found it if I had never lost it? Yeah? So, so we have to override the, essence, the incessant obviousness of it, which can only be reality dreaming. That it's lost itself to have the joy that it found itself again. But what happens is, it's made a deal with the devil because if it found itself again, it can also lose itself again. Which happens a lot. People believe they have an awakening and they also believe they lost it somewhere. And now, the lost awakening has more effect than the awakening ever had. Because everything is compared now as being less than, not enough, because I've lost the awakening. But it's just like the necklace. You didn't lose the necklace, and therefore you don't find the necklace. See, this is how you get saved from duality. You get saved from duality by the freedom that's prior to the opposites. 
by seeing bondage, yeah? When you see bondage, what you see is there's only bondage when there's a self. Self entertains the idea of being bound because it entertains the idea of hoping it will be unbound. Yeah? But the freedom is prior. It's not after. If it's after, then that bondage is a fact and that's a mistake because it's not so. It's like thinking you've lost the necklace when you haven't. And it's, you'll sense it. You'll sense priorness. You will. It has a different feeling than afterward. Afterward, there's a huge like current behind you, behind mind, mental, behind the physical of time, pushing, pushing, demanding your attention to go farther, to find something, to da 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 get something. There's no rest in that. You're like a fucking wanderer in the mental realm. Yeah. But prior, there's that pause. And that pause is like stilled interest and attention. It's not being directed by the mental state. It's not going anywhere. It's just sensing itself and what's happening. No focus, no con- concentration. Just relax. It's just hovering around. Yes? So you get to see a whole lot more when you're not focused. You really do. You get to sense the space that everything's appearing in by not looking for the space. Yeah, you just sense it. Once you make it an object or a goal, you're going to be blind to it. Because you're using space to find space. You're using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You're using mind to seek mind. It's a fundamental inter- like hiccup in the programming. And it's not going to be undone by the programming. The programming will keep re- replicating that hiccup. Trying to get out of the hiccup. You have to see prior to it. If you're engaged in the game, everything that happens afterward is the game. Yeah. You think you're a winner, but in a sense you're a loser. Because you're still attached to the game. Prior in this is where there's rest. A rest that's not produced. You didn't land on a square only to be afraid you'll be moved from that square. Something that's always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary. Try that one on for size. That's reliable. Yeah? Not based on how you fucking feel. Not based on what you're thinking or not thinking. Not based on your physical or emotional condition. Something that is incessantly on with no effort or thought on its part. It's just its nature. Always available at all times. I speak to a lot of people, a lot of people. A lot of people see about five U's, but the other U's escape them. So they think they've recognized this U and that U and this U, but there's still the U, there's still a sense of you recognizing all that, yes? So it falls under the story that Ramana used to talk about, which is there's the person in the audience at the big movie theater, and it sees the world as unreal, so it's recognized 
yes, something, but there's an assumption that it's real seeing that. And Ramana says the circle it's in is bigger than it thinks. The whole arena, the whole movie theater is the dream. Yeah? And every time you sit up or stand up and pontificate that something has been noted, that's you're immediately inside the content, seemingly. Yes? You're inside the content, exclaiming the context. When you realize whatever arises and presents itself as you is not, yeah, you don't have to go through 800 examples. One could do, or 10, or 8, 7. You'll have the 100 monkey move, and then you'll get it, and you'll realize that's what it's going to do. It's going to arise and claim that which it puts itself... It tries to see what it does. The self-thing comes later, but it implies it's before. So it claims territory that's not under its authority. Yeah? So it arises, and it says, I'm the fence post, and everything else is what I can see. But the fence post is in the content it's observing and critiquing and judging and witnessing. It's in the content. Yes? There's not an observation of a clear, non-dreaming field. It's the dreaming. It will just allow you to travel lighter as Amanda or whoever we think we are, really. And what more do you want, actually? I mean, this Toyota is never going to be a Cadillac. Yeah? It's because you like a utilitarian vehicle. If you believe that the fulfillment of you is based on the fulfillment of that, it's going to be very unfulfilling. that uh, can sit here for a while though. It's going off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of course, that which is always on doesn't go off. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we got a crippled finger trying to point to the moon. <laughs> can you do? <laughs> you still have the urge to try to point. <laughs> has to come from what you're out. Yeah? That's, it has to.
what we're looking for is what we're of. You know, we can express that in here, here seemingly, but there's no true replacement for it, is there? Really? I mean, some of us have had tons of experiences, tons of stuff, lost tons of stuff. I was talking to my friend today about. I went on a run once, $35,000, five weeks, half a pound of coke or so, more than that. And when I ran out, it was the most exquisite hell I've ever entered. There was nothing like going back to a quarter gram of coke after you had you know, six pounds of it. I was super fucking pissed. <laughs> I mean, woo! I was one angry mother. <laughs> so I got all that I wanted, and its absence was <laughs> exquisite suffering. <laughs> and everything I bought with that money, I lost or got stolen. All the drugs were gone. It looked, was like nothing ever happened. <laughs> I didn't have anything that I got that I touched those five weeks. Of, there was nothing left. That's the world, yeah. He'll give you a lot, but he'll demand more, and sooner or later, it's going to run out. And then there's going to be a reckoning. That head is going to rip you a new one. And if you run out of spiritual experiences, if you've had a lot of highs and then you have years of not having highs, you're definitely an unhappy camper. <laughs> you're just holding it together at these social, spiritual events because you'd rather rip someone's fucking throat out who says they're awake or is unlikely. <laughs> it's just our spiritual conditioning that sort of makes us act civil. <laughs> and there's no interventions at any of these. You know what I mean? No one walks up to you and goes, hey, you've had enough. <laughs> no more meetings. No more spiritual you gotta go, put down the DVDs. Don't, don't get common ground. Don't look for the next Tuesday. There's none of that happens here. You can go on and on and on and on and on. At least an alcoholic makes such a mess, someone fucking intervenes usually. <laughs> to save them from themselves. Really. We don't have that here. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, getting myself in trouble with this talk.